I think we often say, God, I want to be like you, but we're not willing to walk like you did. We're not willing to talk like you did. We're not willing to sit in the scriptures and begin to understand that what we perceive is only the beginning of what he's already done. Church, I want you to realize this. You're no different than any other person you're going to interact with in the next 24 hours. But there is a portion of scripture that explains the anointing of Christ, the anointing of God. And for every one of you who made the, the cheesy Christian comment, oh, you're just so different. I know you. There's something different about you. I need you to understand what that means at a deep, deep level. Because you know what that means. You know you're loved by God. You know that there's something unique about you that God has shaped. But you're not willing to pursue what's next because it's too scary. Because you can't fully perceive it. You can't grab it right now. You can't purchase it. Oh, and by the way, the road to what's next may be miserable. You see, there's a difficulty in the life and the world we live in. And I want to ask you this morning because I need to shape the way you're thinking about God and what he's doing. And he asked it. Isaiah the prophet said, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am asking you this morning, do you see what God is doing? Do you recognize him in your morning? Do you recognize him in your afternoon? Do you recognize him in your evening? Because if you don't see him and perceive him, you need to start finding him. You need to pursue him relentlessly because he's your lifeline, he's your savior. And I need you all to hear it this way. Because I promise you, it's in every kind of sermon a preacher might share. It's in every moment that somebody who's Christian might try to explain themselves to somebody who doesn't understand why you love God. I want you to hear me. Without the anointing of God, I am just teaching. Without the anointing of God, all I'm sharing with you today is words. Words that somebody could probably speak better illustrations that somebody might be able to do more creatively but I don't want you to continue to focus on the gifts in your life and forget about the anointing I couldn't preach this message without sharing this first because I don't think you understand that what's next it doesn't necessarily require that beautiful gift that you know you have Maybe you're a great business person. Maybe you're a business owner. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a singer. Maybe you're an artist, an author. Maybe you're a doctor. Maybe you're the best mom and dad in this room. Ah. Come on. But you got to understand in life that there is something that will always separate you if you're willing to let it separate you in a good way. And that is the power the authority and the anointing of God. Now I know for some of you, you're going to have to chew on portions of this, but I get a sense as I prayed this week that there is some part of many of you where you're, you're, you're kind of tired of being sick and tired. Is anybody with me? Kind of tired of being sick and tired? Can you raise it a little higher with me? Because if not, I'm the only one here and you make me a liar, right? Come on. 
How many of you are problem solvers? You would just see yourself, you feel like in the things you're involved in, you feel like you're more often a problem solver. Any problem solvers out there? We need to find some problem solvers. Okay, no, we're good now. <laughs> I'm a problem solver. My wife and I don't resolve funny little problems because I try to resolve them before she explains it to me, right? How many of you are there? Any husbands or wives amending that one? Right? Oh, we can fix this. It's okay. It's okay. She's like, shut up. <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> you see, the challenge is it's not much different than our approach to God. You see, some of us haven't figured out what's next because we haven't stayed around long enough for him to speak. There are many of you in here who are so talented, you are so gifted, you are so bright. You've loved God for many, many years. You even open the Bible and you spend time in prayer asking God. But there's more to it than just the initial ask. Because I want you to remember God is not a genie. We just don't, you know, call him out and he comes out and grants our three wishes. It doesn't happen like that. No, he says, behold, I'm with you. Behold, I'm with you. He's just not going to sit here and wave a wand and your life is better. No, no, no. He wants to take you through it like the best teacher you could ever have in your life. He wants to show you so that when you face the next one, you know how to get through it. He wants you to then turn around and go ahead and help somebody else through it. But I want you to hear me, and I'm going to pray for you this morning, and we're going to take communion at the end of the message today. I want you to hear me say it as simple as this. Today is decision day for many of you. God does not keep from you the good things he has from you. You push them away. Pray with me this morning. Father, we ask right now. There's such a precious spirit in the room of forgiveness. I believe there's a, just such a fresh move in here that you want people to feel whole. Lord, as your children in this congregation today ask you to move in them right now, would you move? Come on, you ask them, church. You ask them. Come on. You keep saying tomorrow, but tomorrow's not guaranteed. Let's just go now, huh? Come on. Miracles happen when you move. Jesus. Lord, I thank you that in myself I'm not qualified. But I ask today that what you've revealed to me over many months and years, you would also reveal to everybody and even further, God, today. And that is the anointing, the power, presence, authority of God in our lives. I thank you that when I ask you to come in in that way, that the simple sins and struggles of my life would fall away because I would simply lose desire. Because light cannot live with darkness. And so I thank you, God, that today as we petition you, as we call upon your name, we get to begin to understand how great you are and that everything must bow at the name of Jesus. 
And so, Father, we ask today, would you forgive us for not calling upon your name more often? You've taken care of some of the biggest moments of our life, yet we worry and we have anxieties and wonders. God, and we ask you this morning, would you forgive us, Father, because nothing is too big for you. Certainly nothing too small. Holy Father, right now, come. Come. Come on, church. You invite them in. You invite them in. You invite them in right now. I want you to feel the peace in the struggle right now. Whatever it is that you're struggling with between you and God right now, you ask him. And I promise you, the minute you invite him into that, it may be healed, it may not be healed, but I promise his presence brings peace. Ask him into that place right now. Whatever's causing anxiety, whatever might even physically be hurting you today, I ask you right now, ask the Holy Spirit to come in right now in those places. Lord, bring freedom in this place. We are people who seek your face, O God of Jacob. not done. He's waiting for some of you to respond to him. He wants you to know that he's never left and he won't leave. He'll continue to knock at your door. Jesus. Come on, what do you have to lose this morning between you and him? Lay down your pride and just let him in. Just let him in. He's a loving God. I promise. know that mountains are still being moved. Loose the strongholds, Father. Would you release our minds from the boxes that we've placed around it right now? this morning Luke 11 says it this way so I say to you ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. What God has in this next season, most of us, if we could go pick up a book at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon, and we saw the perfect title based on where we're walking, most of us would buy the book, amen? Here's how to, 
I got it. Got to read it. But here's the problem. For many of you, you're getting sick and tired of the how-to videos in the world today. And I need you to understand that the Bible is not a how-to book. It is a living, breathing, moving testimony of the truth that you need to not only exist today, but for forever with Christ. I need you to hear me because so many of us have turned away from Scripture. Sometimes it, it just, just the actual reading portion. Pastor, it's challenging to read that book. Don't you understand? Pastor, it's a little difficult to, to walk through that part, portion of Scripture or, or that particular author just seems, I, I don't seem to understand where they're coming from. Or, I, you know, the Bible, I kind of like it, I get it, but I don't know. No, 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 listen to me. I need you to understand the answers are there. But the Bible makes it so clear and he says, seek and you shall find. And I want to walk this out this morning because I, I think there's times when, when we're not reading the scriptures that we take scriptures and we forget how to properly take scripture out of scripture. And what I mean by that is this. You can quote a lot of things in the Bible and just claim it for what you want it to be. Come on. God is with me. Yeah, he's with you. He's also kicking you square in the butt telling you to let's go. God loves me. Yes, he loves you and he wants to keep shaping you. You see, what we forget about this portion before, and I'm gonna read it to you again, and then I'll go backwards in the original portion of Luke. It says, so I say to you, I ask and it will be given to you. You're like, yes, I can just ask God, great. Seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be open. Here's the problem. Just before this scripture, back in chapter 11, verse one, this, the context and portion of it was the disciples asking Jesus, saying, hey, 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 we see you doing all these things. How do you do that? How do you pray? How do you talk like that and things are just happening? And he says, listen to me, follow me in this. And Luke 1, 11, 1 says it this way. One day Jesus was praying in a place when he finished. One of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, he said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Into temptation. For many of us, these passages have been forgotten because they require more than an ask. Come on. God, I just need you right now. Okay. God, please, right now. I'm here. Hello. God, I need more of you right now. Son, daughter, I told you, stop yelling. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. You gonna tell me what you want now? Yes, God, I can't take this relationship. I can't do these things. I can't walk like this. I can't live like, I don't want. Slow down. <laughs> do you remember that I am? And I think, and I want you to, to please grab this with me. It's so important. We don't let God bring us peace before he brings us a solution. 
We're problem solvers. We need it fixed now. God, just fix it. Come on, fix it, God. Fix it. And he's saying, whoa, wait a minute. There is a greater treasure that is in me, through me, and from me that you can have, and that is the faith. That is the confidence in what you don't yet see. And you see, that's why I prayed that over you this morning, that you would let God into those places that are torturing you, that are bothering you, that are pulling at you, that are draining at you. You see, so many of us, and most recently we got a chance to just get away for the last two weeks, Marissa and I and our family, and it was such a blessing. And I want you to hear me say it this way because I had to listen to God and he had to hit me with a few things in order for me to understand it. I don't like rest. Anybody with me? I like to sleep. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> but you see there's a difference because if you're like me and I know many of you are in this way because I talk to you often enough <laughs> when you get time for something you just immediately fill it with something else can I get an amen oh this is great we're going to go on vacation I'm going to take my notebook out and we're going to write sermons for the next six months and this is going to be oh and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to plan that calendar and, oh honey would you believe and she's looking at me like this know how to stop and I'm like what I'm just writing I'm just what do you mean I'm just she's like can you just go watch a movie <laughs> can you just sit at the beach and stare at the waves I'm like come on now is somebody with me this morning do you know that as I fought it right my my laptop <laughs> it sat on this little whatever it was in the apartment for the condo for the week it literally sat over there like a little demon I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> Won't you? Come on. Come on. Right? <laughs> come on. Let's just open open me up and do a little work. Don't you? I'm like, holy caboli. I put it like I wanted to put it in another room. This thing was so annoying. Right? But let me tell you something. For those of you that may be like me, you have a lot of responsibilities in a lot of different areas. And your biggest fear is simple, and that's letting go. If I let go, who's going to do it? If I let go, what's going to happen? Come on, am I speaking to somebody? Right? If I pull back, what happens when I make space? And you know what? Because I love my family first, amen? Because I love God first family I said you know what this has been a busy busy work year I've got to disconnect and you know it was probably Thursday or Friday of the week I was just sitting there staring at the waves <laughs> and I'm being honest I was bitter <laughs> it's not really a beach person <laughs> and I remember God give me this download of a message and I was like, Lord, you need to talk to my wife. <laughs> I am offline right now. <laughs> and as I shut up and I let him talk, he just said it to me so clearly. He said, do you understand that there are things I've been trying to place in your life that can't even approach you because it's so full? Come on, can we be, be transparent together? There are so many things that cannot even approach your life because it's so full. And unless you allow me to make space, you will not be prepared for what I want to pour out. 
there is such a precious, precious, precious moment in letting God rest with you. You see, and I had to let him show me this because I promise you, I work day and night doing things. But there is a conviction of my heart in the last two weeks, and that's super transparent for you, that I know that that rest is mandatory. Because I equated rest as studying more. I equated rest as just stopping to do the ordinary things that I would do. And God showed me there's a whole different meaning behind rest. And now hear me, for someone like me, I'm the coach who's like, get your lazy butt up and get in the game, please, right? So this is a hard sermon for me on this side. Because I very well understand that people are not experiencing what they could in God because they're sitting down on the benches. But it doesn't mean that they're not doing anything. It doesn't mean they're not, they're, they're not resting because they're sitting. Come on now. I want you to hear it this morning because I believe that God is getting ready to do something. And he says it in Revelation 3.19. And for those who are going to be handing out communion, if you don't mind going and preparing as we get ready today. Revelation 3.19 says it this way. For those whom I love, please don't miss these two words. This is real love. For those whom I love, I rebuke and I discipline. Revelation 3.19. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. Stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person. And they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on, the, on my throne. Just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says. You know, for a lot of you, religion has been a taboo word in your life. For some of you, you've grown up a little angry at your parents and grandparents for the picture of religion they've given you. For some of you, what you've experienced inside of the walls of churches has deterred you from truthfully knowing God in a greater way. For some of you, you're here today and maybe this is your fresh moment with God and this is your first experience and encounter. And I want to challenge you through this passage and we're going to close in just a moment to receive communion together. But read this with me one more time as we go through this. It's so important for us to close here. Revelation 3.19. For those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Why? Skip down. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. I think that a lot of us, and I want you to think about maybe the person next to you or a few of the friends that you might even go hang out with after this or maybe your spouse. Relationships that are built on random phone calls that happen two times a year aren't healthy relationships. At most, it's just respect. Come on. The idea that Christ wants to commune with us is the next most essential foundational belief inside of our faith. 
And I think for some of you, what I want you to take away from this portion is I need you to relax and begin to rest in his presence for a little while. For some of you, you continue to bring the same prayers and petitions. You continue to fight with God over and over in certain ways. And it's the same things, and you know it. And you're like, look, I know how big you are, man. I know how big you are, God. I've seen you do these things, and I've seen you those. And for so many of you, God is calling you into a season of rest. He's calling you into a moment where you would make space for him. He says it right here. If you knock, behold, I knock. I'll read that last part for you. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. My prayer today is twofold, very simple. If you came here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I need you to understand that it's not me who saves you. It's not the person next to you who saves you. The Bible says it as simple as this. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And I want you to do that today. And if that's you right now, I just want you to bow your head right where you're at. And I want you to go ahead and do that because in just a moment as we take these elements, I don't want you to be a hypocrite. I want you very simply to understand that his body was broken for you. That his blood was shed for you. And that's why we are about to take this bread and this juice together. Because it is a remembrance of what he has done and what he is going to continue to do in our life. You see, communion is the entry point with God. But many of us, must, much like our foundational points in relationship, we forget that quality time is just important. How many quality time love languages are out there? Any, any quality time people out there? Y'all shy today, man. Just raise them up. I'm... My wife's a quality time person. Oh, pray for me. <laughs> I hug. I'm a hugger. Pray for her. <laughs> Ushers, would you come forward as we prepare to take communion this morning? <laughs> While the elements are being passed out, I'm going to pray as they are just released in a, in a moment here. Um, but I pray that you would just engage in worship. What you need today, take it between you and God. So would you stand with me this morning as we go into communion and we get prepared to close today. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you today. We thank you, Father, that your spirit is here. We thank you that the scriptures give us context and understanding of your love and your power and your authority. Give us the power, give us the strength this morning to make decisions. Lord, as we commune with you, we just say thank you in Jesus' name.